This episode of Pickleball Problems is brought to you by Pickleball Coaching International. Whether you are a pickleball instructor or you would like to become one, PCI has you covered. What's really great, one thing we really like about PCI, why we put it together the way we did, is that the certification program is all done online. So that means you can do your training when you want, where you want, at the speed that works for you. You don't have to wait for us to come to your town. You don't have to spend tons of money traveling or missing work or school, staying over in hotels. You get to do all the training at your convenience. That is a real distinct advantage of PCI. So if you're a pickleball instructor or you want to get started, you're looking for resources, tools, a certification program, great discounts, all sorts of stuff, head over to PCIPickleball.com today. PCIPickleball.com. Pickleball Coaching International. We make good coaches even better. One of the most common complaints that I hear on the pickleball court is from people who are tired of losing to hard hitters, to losing to those bangers. They are getting beat by the bangers and it does not feel very good. There's some things you can do about it though. All is not lost just because you're losing to those bangers today. Today on Pickleball Problems, we are going to talk about some really practical things you can do. Four game-changing tips, you might say, so you can go out and crush those bangers. Welcome back to Pickleball Problems. Today we are talking about how to crush those bangers. Four tips to make you a better player so you can handle those power players. Tip number one, let's get right to it. Tip number one is stop being surprised that they're hitting hard. This is something we see a lot of the time where players are up at the net and they're standing all upright. They're standing, you know, like they're waiting for the bus. They're standing in line for their restaurant reservation. They're at the library. And then that ball gets flicked at them fast and they looked shocked. This should not be the case. You need to stop being surprised. And it used to be years ago, we'd say, oh, you gave them a low ball. You had a nice third shot drop. You played a good dink. They're well below the net. Oh, they can't attack from that position. That is not true. That is no longer the case. There is no unattackable ball. And so the first step, if you want to be able to handle these bangers, to be able to defeat these power players, is you need to expect the ball to come fast. Because if that ball comes fast and you didn't think it was going to, you thought it was going to be slow, then by the time you realize what has happened, it is too late. It is too late. It's like driving around town assuming everyone's a really good driver. Well, when someone runs that red light or that stop sign, knock on wood, that doesn't happen. When that happens, you will not be prepared to respond because it catches you off guard. So don't be that person. Don't be that kind of driver and don't be that kind of pickleball player. Go around assuming bad things are going to happen, watching for that emergency. Expect the ball to come fast every single time they put their paddle on it. And if you're wrong, if you're wrong and they don't hit a fastball, they hit a slow ball instead, well, well, That's a really nice surprise. You've got even more time than you expected. But if they do speed things up, you at least have a chance to deal with it. Tip number two for handling these fast players, these fast hitters, these hard hitters, the power players, the bangers, is that you need to assume the position. Pickleball is a sport, and when you watch most people play sports involving balls or quick actions, you don't see them standing upright. No, you see them down low in an athletic position, right? We don't have to overdo it here, folks, but in a good athletic position where you're like, you know, you're ready to move. Now, it's also important what you do with your paddle. Now, if you think about it, you're up at the kitchen line, let's say. If your opponents hit that ball fast and it's 
it's, I don't know, two or three paddle heights over the net, well, you're not going to touch that ball. You're going to let that ball sail out the back of the court. If they're going to play a ball fast and it's going to stay in play, it's going to be low. It's going to be around one, maybe one and a half paddle heights over the net. So it makes sense then that your paddle is also at that height. Because when that ball comes fast through that little window, one, one and a half paddle height window, it's not going to magically dip down at your feet. No, gravity doesn't work like that. It's going too fast. That ball is still going to be at that same height, the height of that window. So I don't want to say put it chest high or belly button high or face high, because that depends on how tall you are. But your paddle should be up at the height where the action is going to take place, that one to one and a half paddle height window over the net. That's where your paddle should be. Now, it's also important to note, when you watch good players, they typically stand with the paddle bias slightly toward the backhand. Now, they don't know the ball is coming to the backhand, but imagine you're, you've got your paddle in a very neutral position, right? The, the opponent can see just the edge of your paddle, not the one side of the face or the other. Well, that's fine. You're sort of equally prepared to play forehands and backhands, but here's the thing. Every time that ball comes, if you're going to hit the face of your paddle instead of the edge, you have to make a move. You've got to turn the paddle to the backhand or turn the paddle to the forehand, and that move takes time. Now, if your opponents are hitting from the back of the court and the ball's got, tra- got to travel farther to get to you, okay, maybe you have more time and you can be in that more neutral position. But when your opponents are really close and you don't have that time, what you'll see most good players do is they'll tilt the paddle slightly, let's not overdo it here, folks, slightly toward the backhand. That way, when that ball comes fast, if it comes right at their body, the backhand is already there as a way to defend. If it's a little to the backhand side, you've got it. Now, there is some vulnerability, right, when it's way over to the forehand but most good players are willing to pay that price. So consider having the paddle up at a height where the action is going to take place, but also tilting it slightly toward the back end. So it's almost like a shield. So when that ball comes really fast, the shield is already up and ready to defend. Hey there, it's Mark. Pickleball Problems is brought to you by Selkirk TV. Selkirk TV gives you a front row seat to live pickleball matches, past championships, on-demand skills training, including my pretty great show called Pickleball Today as well as behind-the-scenes insights, and so much more. Available in the App Store and on Google Play, Selkirk TV is the perfect app for any pickleball fan. Download the app today for free, and get started watching pickleball's very best online content. Selkirk TV. When you're playing against those hard hitters, they're hoping for one of two things to happen when they hit fast at you. Either... They're hoping you hit, that they hit so fast that you can't even get the ball back in play. That you hit the ball in the net, or you hit it wide, you hit it long, whatever. So your first priority should be try to be consistent to keep the ball in. But the second priority, we often hear people talk about, oh, you should slow it down. Slow it down against those hard hitters. Slow down the game. I think that's a mistake. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you should hit faster than them, right? Sometimes you are in a defensive mode. But think about this. The second thing that they're hoping for isn't, you know, besides you missing all outright, is you popping up the ball. Because if you hit that ball high, they get to continue to attack because they can hit straight ahead or they can hit down into the court hard and still keep the ball in play. So if they want you to hit it high, you should do the opposite. You should try to keep it low. And so when we work with players in our clinics, we say, hey, like, let's focus less on how fast or slow we hit the ball even how deep or short, let's concentrate on getting that ball down, getting that ball low, so that the opponents have to hit up on their next shot. Because if they have to hit up on the next shot, they cannot hit as hard 
and still keep the ball in play as they could if the ball was net high or above. So we can think a little bit less about hitting slow and a little bit more about hitting low. Now, finally, and this is sort of like a little bit of a bonus tip, realize against those bangers, those hard hitters, you need to be prepared for multiple attacks. It's pretty rare that they just hit once and then sort of give up on it, right? Sometimes you're going to play such a low ball that they're going to be forced to hit a bit slower, and that's great. But you need to not just expect the first ball, but expect multiple attacks. Like we said off the top of the show, expect that ball to come fast again and again and again and again. Don't let it surprise you. It's a little bit like boxers, right? You often see boxers. I'm no boxing expert but you see this like this multiple attack right it's a combination and these power players are going to be looking to do that that maybe they don't win with that first or even second shot maybe it's the third one that finishes it off so it's really important for you as a defender against these bangers against these hard hitters that you're expecting kind of this flurry right this combination of fast shots that they're going to look and that you can stand tall against them All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Pickleball Problems. I'd love to know what did you think of the show. Why not send me an email, mark at thirdshotsports.com. Do you have a pickleball problem you'd like me to help you with? Why not send us a voice note? Send me a voice memo. Open up the voice memo app on your phone. Send it to mark at thirdshotsports.com. Love to play it on the show and help you to answer those questions. Thanks, as always, to our good friends over at Selkirk Sport. They're doing so many innovative things over at Selkirk. We love having them as a partner. And we've been doing this for a long time with them. And finally, Pickleball Coaching International. If you're a pickleball instructor or want to become one, check out PCIPickleball.com today. Instructor certification is all online, convenient, affordable, really high quality. Like I should know. I put it together. So head over to PCIPickleball.com, Pickleball Coaching International. We make good coaches even better. That's it for the show this week. Have a great time on the courts. And good luck against those bangers. (laughs) 